0: Welcome to the SBS podcast sponsored by Zwift. It was famously used by Matt Heyman to prepare for his victory at Paris-Roubaix. You can use it too for your own goals. Visit Zwift.com to learn how to join the digital peloton today.
1: It's uh, rest day number two at the Tour de France. Rest day means rest for a lot of people, not necessarily for us, Maka. Uh, What's the plan? I've got my backpack.
0: What are we doing? Well, for the very first time, I will say, of the tours that I've worked on, we have come to check out a Frenchman who's wearing yellow deep into the third week of the race. It's only a mere 37 degrees, sitting out in the sun.
1: So luckily enough, uh, Igor and Maka found a a space in a shed it's so hot today, and there's even a guy selling t-shirts, Maka, are you interested?
0: (laughs) Well, normally I would be, I do like original though, I think they're replicas and I mean look, there's a Peugeot one jersey, can't be woolen, surely let it go, it's okay, it's fun, it's for the fans, you know. It is, I mean uh, it's amazing because there's sort of a chain of three hotels all in this sort of area. And this guy, I don't think he's got a permit. He's just turned up with his market, He's popped it up first thing in the morning. We, uh, maybe we'll ask him how his sales are going a bit later. <laughs> hey,
1: it's France after all, you know.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now,
1: yeah, let's talk cycling because we're here to talk cycling. The, it's already day today, which means there is uh, some cycling happening tomorrow.
0: There is some cycling happening tomorrow. And now we can talk about, I guess, well, we'll talk about the stage first and then we'll talk about what might happen and then i guess we'll touch on the gc guys that's okay do the planning that's fine yeah yeah you can see how i'm sort of (laughs) wrestling control here well here it is 177 kilometers one category four climb day for the sprinters but 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 what i've been hearing and matt keenan said it on the live commentary uh yesterday if the wind whips up there could be some major crosswind on this stage because if you look at the map of the course it's nim nim it just basically goes around in a sort of a circle sort of like a football shape if you like so we could be in for a really or we won't be but we could be in for an exciting stage the riders will be in potentially for a really tough stage
1: and we had crosswinds earlier on in the tour de france as well and we know some of the those riders paid the price for it do you think it's payback time well, could it be a bit time?
0: Well, payback time or the same riders who caused the split think, OK, now we can make some time up. For example, well, Richie Porte, we know, lost yeah. a minute 40. That wouldn't have made a huge difference to him right at this point because he's six minutes 40 down. Yes, it would have put him inside the top 10, but certainly not a podium opportunity. But Tibor Pinot, he lost that same amount of time with Richie Porte. He would be 10 seconds off the yellow jersey as we speak right now if he didn't lose that time. So he would be someone looking to make amends or on the contrary he might be a little bit nervous about tomorrow's stage as well absolutely so
1: this stage if we move away the whole weather hypothesis about the wind or not wind this is clearly a stage for the sprinters probably the last one before paris
0: 100 percent, the last one before paris um so caleb ewan absolutely uh it's actually big... how is caleb
1: yeah, you, you you saw him yesterday at the bus. Tell us how, how is he? Because he knows there's a I was going there's one mountain to climb. No, there are
0: a lot of mountains to climb for him to actually make it to the Champs Élysées. Well, I can tell you, he, he came in and we and I was standing there with uh, Sam Edmund from Herald Sun and Rupert Guinness, of course, uh, the legend that he is. And uh, Caleb came in and we're like, hey, here he is. So he made the cut. He was with a bunch of riders, so that was good. He was about 30 minutes down, but that's okay. That's normal on a mountain stage for a sprinter. And he says, oh, okay. He goes, do you mind if I just sit on the steps of the bus? And we're like, no, no, go for it, buddy. He sits down. His lead-out man, Roger Klug, gets on the front of the bus. Caleb's sitting on the steps of the middle. Roger goes to shut the door. The door almost <laughs> <laughs> chops Caleb in half. <laughs> So he was pretty good spirits until that happened. But um, no, no, look, he was uh, he was in good spirits. And considering the day he had, uh, what I'm loving about Caleb is that, and I know it's his first tour, but I think he's just really embraced it. And I know riders do, but some riders get anxious and nervous and they don't sort of want to open up to us more. I think he's just really embraced the tour. And I truly believe that's part of the reason why he has already jagged a stage wing.
1: And so can he do it tomorrow, do you think? if you look at his form compared to the guys
0: like Viviani and any others, Because Viviani has been super strong helping Alaphilippe. That's a really good point. The question is, look, he's going to have, he won't have as many riders to fight for, for the win. Saying that, he might not be good either. So they might be thinking the same. But Viviani is a really, uh, uh, an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, will they
1: use Viviani to protect Ala Philippe or will they go for stage win again tomorrow? That's kind
0: of a dilemma for uh, Ducanic Quicksept. Well, I think, I think the wind will play the part. That, that will be the deciding factor. If it's windy and there is crosswind, they'll have to use up Elia Viviani. I, I believe so anyway. Um, and if not, they might try and save him because they might say, you know what, the yellow jersey's is not ours yet. We're not. We're not. We haven't won it, and we. So if we can jag a stage win here, and it won't really put us under pressure, protecting the yellow, then let's do it. And remembering the sprinters team, like you say, it's their last chance before Paris. So the sprinters teams will look to control this as well. So again, it comes back to the heat is a factor. It won't be a huge factor tomorrow, apart from just making the riders a bit more tired and uncomfortable. The wind is the big factor. So if it if it really does blow up, then yes, it, it'll it'll be chaos and. Incidentally, when it did blow up uh, into Elby, Caleb made that split. He was there for the spring finish, so I don't think it'll bother him at all.
1: Okay, so that's the stage for tomorrow temperature as well it's a it's a big factor because we are experiencing a heat wave if you're if you're looking at this podcast uh, on the video so if you're looking at the vodcast more than a podcast you can see we are a little bit sweaty uh, you and me actually which is i'm worried because you're sweating because oh, you're an athlete, like i'm sweating it's okay like, i know i'm sweating
0: but you never really sweat this means <laughs> this is actually super hot yeah yeah i i help the um temperature people you know <laughs> but they had they have cool warm hot extreme heat and then when maca's sweating maca index the maca index (laughs) that's what it's called (laughs) no it is and i mean if you can hear the background noise it actually feels like an australian summer's day doesn't it
1: for me it feels like a french summer's day but uh, (laughs) up to
0: you (laughs) because it is
1: a french summer's day um so this week we're gonna have heat we're gonna have mountains and i guess we're gonna have fire in in that race it's bound to be
0: explode somewhere Yes, and look, just as we were walking through, we, we spotted Stewie O'Grady and Matt Goss, two legends of, of Australian cycling, and, and they're here sort of having, uh, looking after some clients and having some downtime. We had a quick chat to them, and I think they both, we all agreed that the race will explode in the next five days, and we're going to see one or two sort of riders that'll just capitulate and, and lose, and in the general classification, that are just going to lose 10 minutes. We've, we've already seen it, so we've seen Enrique Muss, lose a m- mountain of time yesterday, I still think he was probably uh, a bit um, under the weather.
1: OK. Because my theory is there are... Since they saw he could not compete, he could not be there for that win,
0: could they have told him, back down, we need you next week? No, I don't think so, because prior to that, he was still there. He was... OK, he was... No, he was still there. He was four minutes down. So he was well, th- Does that mean they're not going all in on the yellow for Philippe? Well, at that point... They weren't. No. Well, they were. They didn't. They didn't need. It wasn't affecting their tactics having him there as well at that point. But now, you know, for him. So there was no reason for him to lose that mountain of time yesterday, apart from the fact that he either had just a really terrible day or he's actually sick. I think it's the latter because yeah, uh, Viviani was on the front of the peloton when Enrique Mas was getting dropped. That doesn't happen. And he he lost the white jersey as well. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, so I think we're going to see a couple more. And, you know, will it be will it be someone like Steven Kruzvike who steps up or will Steven Kruzvike lose time, yeah. lose a chunk of time? Will Timbupino, will it catch up with him the last few days where he's been super what will happen to Julian Philippe? He now he knows now he's exposed himself to them. He's sorta of, he's sort of laid his cards on the table. Here's my cards. This is all I've got what can you do
1: it's funny I read it completely differently of course uh, but I would say the way I read it is that ok he lost some time and maybe this is the warning sign for him to go and say or is the SDS to tell him write differently you need to write with you know with prudence uh, in French We need to you need to just follow G that's all you need to do this is a warning sign you're paying a price not the full price for it yet you know you haven't lost the jersey can you stick to that wheel to G and stop attacking or can he Oh, maybe,
0: maybe he can't do it That's his style It's a good point And it is his style And look His team They will have re-watched the tapes it's, It sounds like a, watching a football match Doesn't it? But they do they'll, they'll go back and sort of analyse How they raced that that climb And uh, that final summit finish And the way he's attacking style And they know what he's like And that's what has put him in the yellow You know, let's be honest He, he wouldn't be in the yellow If he wasn't that type of attacking style the attack into Epine, where he took time, won the stage, got the yellow. Col de Tourmalie, he was just sensational. But you're right, he needs now to follow G or he needs to follow Bernal. Yeah. And that's the thing. Ineos have still got, they've still got two plot two riders who can win this race. And I am not sure anyone else in the race has got that two riders from the same team. So Ineos have still got a strong position. And Ala Philippe now needs to just try and because all those zippy efforts, they catch up with you. Even if you're good at it, they catch up with you. So he needs to manage it. And even if we see there's an attack by Bernard or G, don't necessarily follow them straight away. Let them go. You know, and it's that old saying, if you're sitting at 480 watts or 500 watts and they attack, you go, OK, they're doing 600. They can only hold that for half a kilometre. And then they're going, to, they're going to slow down. At some point, they're going to slow down. If I ride at 500 or ride at 540... I can keep them in my sights. Is that experience? Do
1: you think this is the experience he needs to understand and learn very quickly as a potential GC contender? Because that's what that's what G does. Yeah, yeah. And actually we saw it on the on the stage yesterday. He got dropped a little bit, no panic, he slowly came back and he actually overtook Alaphilippe.
0: Ab- absolutely. And because because modern day Grand Tour racing has become become that very clinical and scientific and look not all riders are like that. Um, you know, there's different styles of, and and you look at G. He he rides a sort of a real a fairly heavy gear, or he always looks like he is, but he's got that strength. He's got that sort of brute strength to do it. Chris Froome's a peddler yeah. you know. Chris, if Chris Froome was here, he'd be yeah. pedaling his way up the up the mountains. Um, and then you have got Alaphilippe, who's this like zippy, explosive sort of power, uh, s- sort of like G, but like G was last year when he won the tour. But he needs to just temper it a little bit. He just needs to temper it a little bit. But what we what we don't know is whether or not the writing's on the wall for Philippe and he's going to lose minutes, or if he's just tired, which is, that's obvious, he's a little bit tired, and how, how well he'll recover from this rest day. I hope he recovers well, and uh, I'd hate to see him lose five, six minutes. I want to see this really tight battle all the way to Paris. Or oh, like Cam said to us, uh, an hour. Right. Like, if,
1: if he loses the thing, he'll lose it by a huge margin.
0: I don't think he'll lose an hour. <laughs> uh, we've seen, look, we've seen, look at, uh, was it Simon Yates last year in the Giro d'Italia? It was. He's leading with, what, two days to go and dropped outside the top 10. Yeah. Leading the race, he'd won two stages, I think, dropped outside the top 10 and lost, I don't know, 15 minutes in a day, in a single day. That could happen to Philippe and, and his rivals will be hoping that, but we don't know, you know, it's a it's, uh, it's beauty of this race. How's Richie? I think he's good. I think he's in a good place. I think he's... um, Look, yesterday he lost a little bit more time to to the guys that mattered, but he gained time on Philippe, He gained time on a few others. And ironically, he's actually moved up places in the last two days. He's lost some time to G, to stage, to the stage winners, but he's gained time on other rivals, so he's actually moving up. And I still maintain, top five is still very possible, and a podium is not out of the question, no way, with what's to come. And... Can he be a kamikaze attack to win that Tour
1: de France or is it completely written off? <laughs> Something completely out of ordinary. is he go, going all in on that particular step, that particular climb, that would make him maybe climb up so close that he can actually then become a contender in the
0: next couple of days. Well, you know what? Yeah, that's a good point as well because that, the breakaway we saw yesterday that went, it got caught, bar Simon Yates. He won the stage, obviously. He came out of that break. The guys that were in it Quintana Quintana uh, Kruisiger. okay he was further down on GC Roman Bardet um, there were some big names in there and I listened to an interview with TJ Van Garderen who's obviously out of the race and he said listen I told he said I said to Rigoberto Uran his teammate, you've got to look for a crazy breakaway.' he said this two is different Enios aren't the team that they've been in the past they're not going to be on the front riding tempo and just bringing back those breaks and maintaining them he said you've got to look for a crazy break, Rigo, because that is what could win the Tour, so yes Richie needs to look out for us, and he's down enough where they might just let him go, not let him go, but he might slip into a move, and if he's having a, an, an incredible day, he needs to have the perfect storm, you know, he needs a perfect day on the bike, he needs to get in a break and have two teammates there, like Bulkamola and who can absolutely drill it, have another team that has a, a similar goal, you know to, to, to absolutely drive it suddenly hit the final climb, not lose too much time, gain four minutes suddenly on all of his rivals, win the stage, gain four minutes, suddenly put himself within, within the podium. So that's what he needs. And I know it's, it's sort of wishful thinking or dreaming, but... But this tour is like this. this we tour?
1: absolutely... Uh, you, you, you're an expert. I'm a pseudo-expert, but we both are pseudo-experts. We don't know what's going to happen.
0: No, and, and look, everyone I've spoken to here, former pros that I know that now work on the race or work on teams, and we talk about who might win and who's going to crack, and we're all, we're all going like this because we all say we don't know, we don't know, and how good's that?
1: Yeah, and then uh, we saw this uh, interesting tweet 50 years ago. A man walked on the moon, and the winner of Milan Saint-Rémo win the Tour de France. This year, remind me who won the men's
0: rainbow. Ah, uh, scratching my head. I think it was it was a Frenchman, was it?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think yep. he's in the yellow today.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah you are. Yeah, you are looking through. Have you been? Have you gone? I'm, scrapping, I'm scrapping down the barrel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when we're going to Neem uh, later on, are you going to go to a um, what do you call them? A um, fortune teller. Fortune teller. Yeah, you're going to go to a fortune teller. <laughs> you and, read my mind. And you're going to, you're going to say to it, listen. Tell me something good about the French at the Tour de France. And i would pay you double. (laughs) Exactly. You're clutching, my friend. You are clutching. It would be, if it happens, it would be a little bit freaky, though. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Thank you, Micah, for uh, describing and and looking at this thing. Thank you, uh, everyone, to to join us on this video podcast and on this audio podcast. It's great. We're getting a lot of feedback on Twitter of people loving the podcast, so it's always a, a pleasure to deliver this. I mean, we haven't got a hard job, really.
0: No, no, it's not that hard. It's only 38 degrees now. It's gone up. But, but ma- ma- the macro- it's, like, it's like six degrees in Melbourne and Sydney and so on, so we can't complain. Don't, don't complain? Okay, <laughs> I was going to, but I won't. But no, thank you all for watching, listening, and one week to go, so stick with us. This is going to be the best week of racing, I believe.
1: For decades of yeah. this Tour de France. Thank you for joining us. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, to, uh, I want to remind you that uh, to get in contact with us, you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au. TDF, our logo rides with our friends at Zwift. Maka, it's B-O-Clock.
0: See you soon. A quick shout-out from our sponsor before we go. If you're looking for a new way to ride without traffic or punches getting in your way, hop on Zwift. We use it, your cycling buddies probably use it, and the pros, they definitely use it. Zwift turned indoor training into a full-on gaming experience. Connect your PC, Mac or Apple device and you'll pedal with thousands of cyclists around the world. And there's a good chance you'll see a pro on there too. Loads of them are on Zwift on their rest days riding around Wattopia. Give them a ride on if you see them. If you've got a trainer, start your free trial on Zwift.com.